You're listening to Reality Check Radio with me, Paul Brennan. In late July 2022, I had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Matt Shelton. And that was on another platform. And it was good chat. It was about an hour long. I know quite a few people were listening live at the time, but then it went out on social media and I didn't think much more of it. I don't know why Why I didn't think much more of it. But then um, I checked in with the viewing numbers and already they'd, I think within an afternoon had gone through like seven or 8,000 and they eventually topped out at about 250,000 views, which is going viral in my book. And, and it dawned on me that there was an, an incredibly pent-up demand for the information that was talked about in that interview. So I thought it would be good um, to do a follow-up and catch up with Dr. Shelton again uh, all this time later, coming up for a year or so, and, and first of all, find out how he is and to say hi again, but also to see where we are uh, from the point of our last conversation to now. So, Matt Shelton, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Um, you're one of our first week guests. Uh, it's great to see you again. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks, Paul. And it's it's great to see you doing your thing again. Thank you. Too, by the way. No, I'm very well. Yeah. Before we start really chatting, you need to you need to say something. What is it? Oh, well, it's the usual um, disclaimer because I have to be careful for um, not to impersonate a doctor. Um, so. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not struck off. I'm. I'm not on the medical. Uh, I don't have a medical certificate at the moment. Um, I haven't renewed my annual practicing certificate, so I'm not uh, planning to to, you know, diagnose or advise on on treatment right. of anything in in this issue. But I'm a, you know, very concerned private citizen, um, and I have 42 years of, of medical background, um, which you can't just sort of drop. No. So, and, and my views are my own, and they're they're. You know they're hard won and and carefully researched, uh, and I am entitled to them, but they do differ from from you know the the Ministry of Health line, of course, which is available for everybody on their website. Uh, but I do need to say that at the start. The times passed quickly. Uh, I'm just interested in in how you found that ex- experience uh, that I just described. What was it like for you? Uh, well, I think we were both surprised at the um, at, at the interest, but actually, should we have been? Um, you know, we, we, certainly the group I'm in, NZSOS, we've we've really just tried to stick with the truth, mm-hmm. as, as we can dis- discern what it is, um, and and just tell it. Um, but we're all reasonable people, and you know we're, we're labelled otherwise, of course. Um, but we've all done, um, you know, a, a demanding and professional job that requires kind of nuance and balance and and discernment for our whole professional lives. Mm. Um, so it was actually a real pleasure to be able to. Um, uh, you know, be asked in in the way that you did the questions that you did, um, and, and and to try and answer them, um, you know, from from just the perspective of, of you know reality mm. uh, and um, you know as, as a sort of average you know average person. There's nothing crazy or, or, or rabbit hole or conspiracy theorist about any of us. Mm. Um, one thing that I did notice in, in a lot of the comments, uh, I didn't go too far into them because <laughs> there were thousands of them. Didn't have the time of day, but but. It seemed to be a consistent theme that that you sounded so reasonable, and I, I took from that that you know people wanted information, but maybe it's a New Zealand thing, maybe it's a Western world thing. They they want to hear it in a reasonable way, you know. They don't want to 
They don't want hype. They don't want, um, you know, this rabbit hole kind of appearance. They just want to hear the information. They make of it what they will. And I think that's really what people liked about it. Well, well, that's good. But I think it speaks to the sort of relentless single narrative that, mm. that you know, will brook no, um, well, not, not any argument, but no variation either. Um, you know, because here we are a year on, as you, as you say, or, or not quite a year on from when we spoke last time. Uh, and they're still advertising the you know what, mm-hmm. uh, and we've now got the booster um, being marketed uh, in the face of, of you know even stronger evidence of harm than when we spoke last time. Yeah. Um, as as if the disclosure that is happening around the world and the backtracking we're starting to see and some of the acknowledgements um, wasn't happening. It's, it's like New Zealand hasn't heard about it. You know, is, is it the first five ships all over again you know Hmm. um we're isolated and 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 things and i think we are to an extent uh certainly in the mainstream media you know there's there's a relentless refusal to to um you know be 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 balanced uh at 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 what's actually happening elsewhere and still stick with what the government's saying Hmm. um and this was um goring's great insight um the repetition uh, uh not goring who's the um Oh, the propaganda uh, guy? The propaganda guy, yeah. Oh, what's his name? And we're both having a, a, a thought thought deletion <laughs> moment. You know, that, that happened. But, but anyway... It'll, it'll come to me. Yeah, anyway, this, this idea that if you're going to... Uh, well, he said lots of things um, that have all shown to be true. If you're going to tell a lie, tell a huge one and yeah. just tell it over and over again. Um, and, and I think that's what we're seeing. There, there's just no sense at all. Goebbels. Thank you, yeah that we got the, the first letter right. Um, the, the, the government's prepared to, to you know, vary its message in the light of changing information. Um, and, that's and, a tell. Well, it is, isn't it? And I guess that's what marks us all out and, and has got us in the situation that we're in because we've been very keen to find out what, what's going on, look at the new information and incorporate that and, and change what we think. Um, but it's, it's not an innate innately easy human characteristic to do that you know it actually takes a bit of practice or a bit of experience along the way that just makes you ending up be a bit more critical but more careful to to um challenge authority or messages that are given and and find out for yourself Hmm. Uh, it doesn't make you a bad person if you don't do that but it does make you more vulnerable to the kind of collective groupthink um that's been used against people uh, to stop them questioning and asking for themselves. The Labour Party didn't seem to have a problem with promoting one of the... Well, how would you describe him? He was the COVID response minister, Christopher Hipkins. And you would think, if you were changing around the deck chairs um, to sort of reset your party's image, that you'd you'd want to steer away from anyone who was involved, especially at the centre of it. But that hasn't happened and the polls you know if you're going to believe them um they're okay for them well i think given how many people in parliament seems to be on board and right from the beginning you know no one spoke out there was only one mp who voted with his feet and that was matt king who said um i i i can't be part of this you know i'm not going to support these mandates uh, and, and he walked. So we haven't really seen an effective 
opposition. I mean, a few people grumbled along the way about the COVID Response Act and and things, but in the end, Labour always had the numbers. Hmm. Um, and and certainly, if the opposition parties did complain, it wasn't really put put out to the media. Uh, and this is this is the problem because everyone really is. Um, you know, com- complicit in not asking questions and just going along with this kind of trumped-up plan that varied. Every, you know, it, it trashed. You know, all the norms of public health medicine that we'd always understood and recognised before. You know, you don't lock up healthy people. You quarantine people that are sick. Um, you know, you don't deprive them of exercise and sunshine and, and and social communion with each other. You know, that's what keeps the immune system strong. You know, engagement. Um, and instead, we've ended up with, with, you know, divided workplaces and families, and and kind of really polarized society. Really, um, more been, more than when we spoke. Do you think last time? Uh, yeah, I think so because the consequences have played out for longer, and there's, there's been this entrenchment and this sort of digging in to your position. Um, and maybe also in the face of evidence that you were wrong, you know, if you were madly pro-jab, look, it seemed to make sense with the information that we were given right at the beginning, but very quickly, actually, it was not clear at all that that was the right thing to do. And, you know, when a, a, a prime minister stares down the camera and tells the nation, you know, if you take your jab, you will not get or die of Delta... Uh, well, it was COVID, but it was Delta variant was the one doing, doing that round. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I mean, we, anybody with a short shred of intelligence would, would just have gasped at that um, because people were getting COVID and dying of it. And now it's, it's increasingly clear that, that it's the boosted that are the most vulnerable to uh, those outcomes. Plus, we have this bizarre and dreadful around the world rise in the number of people that are dying who've been vaccinated you know and it's most clear in the heavily vaccinated countries and at times as well doesn't it with the rollout and the particular campaigns is almost a, you know like the timing is very close those spikes on the graphs well the key thing is it's affecting all all age groups so it's not just the elderly who are dying mm. more mm. you know all age bands are seeing a rise in their risk of death. Uh, and yes, there was, um, there's been lots of really good statistics coming out of the UK. Um, I mean, nobody official is, is pronouncing on them, but you can take these statistics uh, and you can see a very reliable, clear rise in, in the number of people dying um, according to when the jabs were rolled, rolled out to which aid group. Um, you know, so, so you, you, there's all the evidence there you want to at least say there's something happening here we need to stop and have a look but oh no you know there's been no acknowledgement of that and it's just been you know plowing on um supporting the narrative i have um been watching with interest you mentioned um uk um some of the parliamentary questions that have been asked there recently and uh, there was one poor fellow who had like two people in the chamber asking a question to and 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 but at least it got out there um, when the UK health minister has been available to answer questions, I notice the answers are ve- they're, they're like non-answers. They, yeah, I mean it's hard to describe how how they're crafted, but they are non-answers. It, it, it never 
gets to the nub of the question and it kind of obfuscates the situation. They must know what the question is. I mean, it's plain as day. They're hearing it right there. Another tell. Mm. Well, uh, the cynic would say, isn't that the art of being a, a, a politician? But we, you know, we can't joke around with, with, with this. And the standard response uh, several times, in fact, she's answered the same way, which is, well, because there's a rise in all-cause mortality in, in Another the whole country. of the UK, not just yeah. England, but you know, Europe. Northern Ireland and Scotland, but, mm. but you know, Europe as well. And in fact, it's, it's all the heavily vaccinated countries. Um, therefore, uh, you know, we don't have to look at it. We don't have to look at why it's happening in, in the UK, in our particular country. As you say, it's, an, it's a non-answer, um, but it's so breathtakingly a non-answer that it's, it's a prepared one. Uh, and and she must know um, that you know she's been given a job to do, obviously, which is just to flannel, yeah, and to keep trying to plow on and ignore the the you know the terrible evidence of of what's really the biggest public health disaster in in, in recent times. You wouldn't give non-answers to the biggest public health disaster of your time. It, just, it makes no sense. If it was anything else. Uh, it's the big story. It's every day, and they'd be relentlessly hounded. Mm, that's absolutely right, Paul. And you've only got to look at the Hancock WhatsApp release um, to 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 see the kind of the disdain and the um, you know the, the the lack of relating. You know the coldness, yeah, uh, and the kind of callous cruelty with which the kind of the plight of the population um, during the lockdowns. Uh, you know, it was almost a point of fun. And, and, and ridicule to these people at the top, these elected people. Who were well, living some it of up. them were elected. They were living it up. Yeah, that's right. Party gate and stuff. Um, so, you know, you can triangulate from different perspectives um, to kind of get your red light warning flashing. Hmm. And, um, you know, you either speak up and try and get to the bottom of it and try and warn people, um, or you, you, you know, or you don't. Just depends. I've often thought this whole thing smacks of a kind of class warfare. Because you mentioned those WhatsApp messages, and I agree. What came through was a disdain for everyday people, like they were incapable of you know, almost sort of getting out of bed, you know, that they were so moronic, knuckle-dragging. Um, and and that is kind of a, a class thing, isn't it? Is it? Well, I, I think you're right, but, I mean, humans are, you know, we're hierarchical, we're... we're you know, we, we're herd animals. You know, we, we have mm. to cooperate. We need to know where we are in a hierarchy um, and who's in charge. Well, most of us need to know that and, and what the rules are. And then we're relatively happy. So there's always scope yeah. in that situation. In that, But um, at this level, I mean, it's hard to explain what must be going on in someone. The sense of superiority is just well, through to the moon. Yeah, well, we've seen the best and the worst in all sorts of people mm. through this whole thing. Um, but but at least it's got to make you wonder, um, you know how how much did they actually believe the narrative that they were selling everybody else, um, and, and and I don't think they were, hmm. which kind of makes it worse. For well, me. there's there's got to be an explanation somewhere for why hmm. so many of us are, are injured by the vaccine, uh, and why there've been so many, particularly young people, dying suddenly and unexpectedly. Um, and yet nobody's doing anything about it. Hmm. It's not that the evidence isn't there hmm. um, or that it's flag flagrantly dodgy. You know, it's actually coming in 
from all around the place and it's absolutely consistent. You know, you can look at all these countries. We've, we're running with our, you know, currently highest ever all-cause mortality. Um, and so is Australia. Um, and there have been a few attempts coming out of the UK to, to dismiss or, or, or blame, um, oh, well, you know, in, in, the, in the lockdowns, people weren't getting their prescriptions yeah. for their cholesterol meds or their blood pressure meds. Um, well, it actually turns out people were. Um, so that was a lie that was told by the um, you know, chief scientific officer of the British government. Um, and, and anyway, it's the young that are disproportionately suffering from these sudden and mysterious deaths. That doesn't deaths. make sense. Um, and, th- and things that, that have been rare as hen's teeth and that we've occasionally seen in our professional lives um, are now just happening um, you know, ridiculously often. It's still relatively rare and that most people you ask maybe won't know somebody who they think might have died from a vaccine. I do. Um, well, there was a survey in the States recently uh, and, and 30% of people yeah. thought they knew somebody yeah. who might have died from the vaccine. Uh, and when you ask people and you look at your own you know, social network um, and, and things, I'd be very surprised if people didn't know of at least an injured person. And that is unprecedented for any medical treatment. Yes, these things should be rare as anything. Hmm. But... This is just um, sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's out of the, it's, it's out of all norms. You know, it's another norm that's been trashed that we're supposed to accept these things happening in our midst and, and not ask questions. If you're going to um, preach public health responses and use that as a persuasion, because it was, I mean, this is what public health is. This is how we have to deal with public, forget the individual, this is public health thing. If you've got those statistics running what all-cause all mortality, I think it's called, um, at the rate they are. <clears throat> I think in Australia it's the highest uh, all-cause mortality since the war. Yeah, 19% above the average. Yeah, and there was a war then where people went and got killed. Mm. It was obvious, you, you know, people knew what was going on. But th- this is then a public health emergency. But, but nothing. Crickets. Well, to acknowledge the mistake, if it was a genuine mistake, uh, would obviously cost political careers and, and, you know, we'd be chasing regulators Mm. out of their jobs um, and and, and hauling them up to some sort of court or hearings trying to explain their actions, I guess. Um, And and because so many people uh, have been involved in pushing this, um, you know, we've recruited very well-intentioned and well-meaning people from the community to to be vaccinators. Um, How do you and, think they're feeling? Kind of push the push the well, well look, you, you'd have I've, to ask them. I know, but I, I just wonder how you'd feel knowing that you'd done that. It might not have dawned on you yet, but that could be a crushing psychological blow, couldn't it? Could I mean the human mind has got all these defences that we can bring against. Um, being wrong, because I think one of our, our deepest fears is is to be shamed. You know, to be shamed in front of our, our, our peers or our social group, um, because you know we risk being ejected. Ejected, and, mm. and you know we have this primal need to be part of a group so that we're protected and defended. Mm. And if you're cast out from that group, um, you know you, you risk being on your own. And, and and it takes us right back to the you know plains of Africa or wherever. Yeah. Um, and I think this is why um, you know a lot of people who who chose to remain unvaccinated for whatever reasons um all have this commonality of experience where people that they knew uh, and they thought cared about them have been able to just cut them off um I've as, experienced if, as that. if they were no longer there right it's happened okay. to me 
and I think you know we, we have to understand that actually this is part of human nature, and that yeah. if you see somebody who you th- you see is willingly taking themselves out of the group that they've been in because they they have a different view on things, um, then on a basic level they're going to die. Yeah. Um, except they haven't, you know, and it's not the unvaccinated <laughs> Wait who on. <laughs> who are dying at higher rates, and especially the young yeah. ones. It's just not, um, and so everyone else has a kind of a problem. Um, because here we still are, and, and in lots of ways we're actually better and healthier and happier and more connected yeah. um, than we were before. We may have lost our jobs, um, and 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 you know had been the subject of, of you know segregation or apartheid at, at different points, um, but we're actually still here. And in the process of thinking that these people are casting themselves out willingly and putting themselves at risk of getting COVID-19 and dying from it and everybody else as well. Um, you know, the, the group have actually been, um, you know, they've been grieving in advance. Hmm. Deep down, they think right. these, these people have had it, they're gone. Yeah. So I need to accept that and I, I need to move on with my life. And so to protect that, I'm going to put this distance. So, so they find themselves just feeling, you know, that they're no longer connected with these people who made this inexplicable decision mm. to, you know, exert their human rights and, and, and um, you know, go on and on about freedom and things. Yeah, just uh, that well, little we had, thing called freedom, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we, you know, we thought we had good reason and, yeah. and we always had the rights to, to do follow it. our, our yeah. hearts and minds anyway, uh, apparently, but, mm. but not anymore. Yeah, um, I've heard a few things, um, you know, along the way. One was... Well, first of all, you're crazy. You know, he's kind of crazy. If I hear that term rabbit hole one more, I'm going to throw <laughs> up. You know, down the rabbit hole. Um, and one relative told me that I should be grateful because we shielded you by doing that. Which I found interesting because that, that's, that's your get-out-of-jail card. Well, it is. It's called rationalisation, you know, and people, people can't be blamed for trying to find explanations for things that, that, that don't make sense to them that. Yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, and will justify... But these are know. smart people normally in there. Well, there's the difference between our IQ, you know, intelligence. I know, isn't I know that now. And, and, <laughs> and, and sort of basic smarts, I think. Yeah. But again, we, you know, we, we, can't, um, we can't diminish or dismiss people um, because they, they, you know, they were wrong or they're going to shown, be shown mm. to be wrong. Because mm. I, I think they will. And I think the consequences of this are going to take generations to repair, you know, what's been done to the country by the government. Hmm. Um, Who could be re-elected, man? It's relentless narrative. Well, you know, before a few weeks ago, I'd have said, look, politics is not my thing, and I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert in that, so I'm not going to make a comment. But, um, you know, somebody has to essentially try and, and restore the norms and rescue these institutions that were probably perfectly all right before COVID came along, but they've now all been co-opted and, and directed to support the narrative in whatever way that they have to. So we've seen um, you know, all of these institutions no longer working, no longer responding in the time that they're supposed to. Um, but the thing that's really uh, gives me hope and I'm encouraged by um, is the relentless stream of answers to Official Information Act requests that are coming out that do seem to be truthful I mean, there's redactions for Africa, um, but but in in terms of the numbers, um, you know, they're painting a picture of actually what has been happening, 
And so there are officials in government who are responding honestly to the right questions. And in fact, we, we know there are people who are unhappy because they, they speak to us. Is that, is that the safety valve working there? You know, that, That's a good, good point. Uh, look, I think it is because there are good people who have been um, kind of co-opted to do what I think we will all see in the end were really bad things. Hmm. Um, so, for instance, I've just been looking at some figures that have come out from the Ministry of Health, uh, looking at what happened to children who were vaccinated and who went on to get COVID and go into hospital. Um, and if you were, um, so this is just looking at the naught to nines. Hmm. The naught to nine year olds. So young. Yep, who'd had a jab were 40 times more likely to so go to hospital, four, to end zero, up in hospital. 40. Yep, with COVID 19. In, in, for the nine months of 2022, 40 times. So, you know, somebody's either made a really, really bad mistake with the numbers that they've given us, um, or that's the truth. So we're still waiting for some clarification. Yeah. But it does match what's been happening with other groups. So we know that it's been the boosted that have been most in hospital, most likely to die from COVID, um, and in fact have the highest or cause mortality. Um, and, and within that, uh, it's, it's actually the younger age group. Uh, and there were some figures out last year, and I can't remember whether we discussed those, but the CDC itself put out some figures that showed that the biggest burden of this increased risk of dying of all causes in the States um, was the age group 25 to 44. So this is working age. Yeah. Working age adults who are most likely to have been vaccinated because they, they you know, needed, needed to for work or whatever. Uh, and their increased risk of death was 84%. Now, that is the chances of that being just random, random chance, um, you know, one in a trillion. Yeah, something go, like go that. buy a lotto ticket. Yep. Hmm. Uh, well, worse even than that. Yeah. Um, so, so, so there is something that has happened to this, this group. So the elephant in the room is that they all went off and got jabbed because we know that the death rate wasn't from COVID yeah. itself. Yeah. Uh, and yet, they're still ploughing on. So we know from the work of a couple of researchers how this is happening in the States because it's been a, a an operation run by the military. Actually, the rollout of the vaccine was, was yes, under I the auspices of, of the DOD. That's something that we, I don't think, knew when we, or knew clearly no, we, no, last no, time no, we, we didn't. That, that's chatted. right. But there, but there is a legal pathway for the civilian agencies, the CDC, FDA, etc., to be stood aside. Um, because under the, the Pandemic Preparedness and Preparation Act, the PREP Act, uh, and a, um, a set of legislation called Other Transactions Authority, it allowed the DOD to, to perceive COVID-19 as a, as a bioweapon yeah. assault, which they did very, very early on. Um, and therefore, the response to it is, is, a, is a military countermeasure. And this is what allowed, mm. um, under the smokescreen of, of Operation Warp Speed, but it was actually, you know, it was, it was legally valid to rush the vaccine through. Um, there were no requirements for good manufacturing practice, uh, for informed consent, for, for proper safety trials. Um, and, and out it came. Uh, and the rest is history. But the mystery for us in, in other countries has been how has the UK, Canada, Australia, you know, New Zealand... Um, seemingly been able to divert all the resources of the state to getting as many jabs in the arm as possible 
you know, in, in the presence of obvious evidence of harm, and you know, with the availability actually of early treatments that from right from the word go were, um, were, were suppressed and banned. And several of my colleagues in New Zealand are in trouble for, for you know, either prescribing ivermectin or recommending it, hmm. for instance, uh, or, or, or trying to import it for their, their at-risk patients. So they wanted, to, they, they wanted to take those options away. Well, they did. To force everyone into the same, you know, track. Well, it, it cleared the way for, it, it justified the sort of rapid approval, you know, the provisional consent that was given. Because um, of no alternative. There, there can't be an alternative treatment hmm. um, in order to justify the, the you know, the, the experimental nature um, of the jab. Well, when we talked last time, I, I will never forget you saying this, you said it was a military-grade psyop, basically, back then. But now we're talking about, uh, you know, information that, that we've known since involving the military. So that would be their response if they were under some sort of biological warfare attack, which kind of maybe indicates that it was a biological warfare attack. Well, it, it's certainly very clear that it's, if it's, it came it's an engineered it, virus. Yeah. And it did come out of um, WIV, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the very first things that was claimed early on. Yes, it was. But it was, um, but it was And denied. there was evidence that as soon as its, its genetic code was uploaded by the Chinese, you know, people looked at it and they said, well, there's you know, HIV inserts and there's this and this that can't have happened in nature. Yeah. Well, it would take like 120,000 years to naturally yeah. occur, if ever. Yeah, and, and then a bunch of people got together and, and published in the Lancet an open letter saying, "No, this is wrong. This is crazy. It, it's it's just occurred, um, you know, in nature and by mixing in different species." And then it's the you know the Wuhan wet market um, where where we, we think that ground zero is, and it's silly to suggest otherwise. And now, three years later, um, you know those those emails between Fauci mm. and some of those scientists, you know, are confirming that the whole thing was a was a beat up. And it was a it was a PR exercise hmm. to try and you know damage control and and keep people distracted and looking in the opposite direction. But the military involvement in the response that kind of tells you that that's how it was perceived as a, or was that just a useful regime to fast track something and 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 avoid all the hoops? I, well, mean, I guess we we don't know, but you know that raises the question: that could have been a genuine response. Um, to a biological attack um, or their assessment of it. Um, yeah, look, look, it could have been, and I think you've covered the, you know, the, the, the two main possibilities. Either, yeah. either it was that or, yeah. or it was a, a smoke screen. And I don't know. No, no. And, and time will tell uh, as long as we're allowed to continue asking questions. Yeah. But they never said it was. Well, no, they didn't. So if they deployed like that, they didn't actually say that they were. No, and, and the initial panic was all about the um, what, what what they thought the mortality rate was, and they were you know bandying around one to four percent, which is actually pretty bad hmm. um, for something. And it became clear quite quickly though that, that that was out by a factor of you know at least ten. Yeah. Um, you know we we knew by by March I think twenty twenty, uh, and in fact both the US and the UK's public health authorities downgraded the severity of this bug, um, you know, to back then, that, that early. Um, and it actually turns out that um, Chris Whitty told the UK government back then, hey, look, um, it doesn't seem like this is bad enough. 
to justify a rushed vaccine when the vaccine's here. So, you know, all this stuff's coming out, you know, as it always will in the end. The yeah. truth will always surface. Se- seep out. But it's, it's taking years. Meanwhile, we're still recommending this jab to pregnant women and, and to children. You know, and if there's one, and I hope I said this last time, and I, this, I will hang on to this till my dying day, if there's one major red flag, it's been the trashing of this absolute um, line in the sand that's always been present in medicine. Yeah. is that you, you do not use an untested experimental anything in pregnancy. You know, we recommend, still recommend women don't drink when they find they're yeah. pregnant. They don't take Panadol. They don't have, you know, coleslaw from the supermarket. You know, all these, how, these, these things we say, and yet we, how, we've how you, ushered this in. How, how do you jump that line then? Well, that's a really good question. It's a really good question. You, you, you have to scare the pants off people first. Because that's a biological response. We're talking about, you know, the, the way people act in, in herds and packs and the psychology that goes with that. We also know that the most precious thing to be protected in the herd, ultimately, and people will die for it, is... Protect the young. And the pregnant women. Because mm. they're carrying the baby. In fact, that's the whole yeah. point. It's, it's not just the state of pregnancy... You know, means that there can be differences in how you handle drugs and things like that. Yeah. But there's, there's the unborn. The ultimate protect, well. protection mission is that, mm. if you boil it down to one or, or, or you know, a core thing. Yeah. So easily dispensed with. Along with, with, you know, informed consent for everybody else and the right to choose. Mm. Um, the right to carry, your, carry out your occupation. You know, the right to express your thoughts. Free speech. You know, all of these things have been under assault. Um, just a few moments ago, you mentioned, you know, um, uh, the, the uh, American military response and how that seems to have come to other countries, right? Is that the point you're making? How, 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 well, it, it, it seems that... Why, why, why did we go with it? Why, 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 well, that's the question we should all be asking. You know, what's the legal mechanism by which um, essentially client states of the US, because that's really what it looks like, well, isn't it? And the you point know, I was going to make is the Nord Stream hmm. pipe explosion and uh, initially that you know russia was fingered for that though it never made common sense why you'd blow up a, a, a infrastructure item that's taken years to build and cost you huge amount of money and is one of your major sources of of, of, in, of yeah. income and uh seymour hirsch i think pretty well showed that the americans did were it. at least involved, but probably did it, you know, the, the whatever the seat. Well, they said they'd do it for a start. They yeah, said well, they'd do it. in plain sight, mm. Biden said that and Victoria Newland said that. But the, the point I was going to make is Germany's just sucked it up. And, you know, th- that is an act of war normally. Mm. And they've just sucked it up. What power do these people have? Because we've sucked it up. And, and I think you've, you've touched on the whole thing. You know, there are immensely powerful forces that shape what happens in the world. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of people can spend a lot of time trying to un, untangle the, the, the strands and, and, you know, get to who and where is the actual heart of darkness here. Um, but I think we, we can only act locally yeah. to, to um, you know, rescue the institutions in our country that, that have actually done us reasonably well. I mean, there's a lot, I guess, that we will discover um, you know, maybe has has gone on that's not been in the interests of the people in this country. 
um, but certainly now by any definition, the, 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 the kind of participatory democracy um, where we get a government uh, that governs by our consent uh, is lost at sea. That, 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 that's how I see it. Um, and, and, you know, there is dogma, there is, is this, this kind of woke washing um, that in the end just, just, amount, just means that you, you cannot discuss or debate issues. Um, because you will be shouted down or cast out, you know. So it's political correctness gone mad, mm. um, and 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 we hear all the time from people in in uh, lots of different institutions and, and and agencies and things that this ability to discuss issues uh, has been removed from certainly from the workplace in in, in government at least, um, and that's dangerous because that's just a totalitarian state um, that is allowing only one message. And it's putting out only one message, and 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 we see that in response to you know other things going on, um, you know, and and, and asking for public uh, submissions and feedbacks on legislation that they're passing through, and yet it just because they've got the numbers, it's just being being rolled out. You know, we've been fighting the TPB, the Therapeutics mm. Products Bill. We had the watering down of the coroner's um, power to uh, require. Um, inquests and investigations to actually get to the proper cause of somebody's death. That's being watered down. Um, and, there, and there were lots of people who, who objected. The same with Three Waters. You know, the government's taking absolutely no notice. And, you know, we've, we've lost a huge amount of our food production um, with this natural disaster we've just had recently. No, no one we've, we've, we've scuppered talks Point. about that. No one talks about that. I've had conversations with people. You know it's the food growing area of New Zealand, don't you? Oh, what? 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 Really? What? Hmm. Well, prices are going up already. and I mean, you know, people are going to be shocked, I think, at, at what's going to happen in a few months. And, and that's a big concern for people, actually, is prices and, and yeah. inflation. Yeah. Um, and that, that may well be people's main concern. Hmm. But, but behind that and, and driving that have been some very, um, very poor decisions. Um, and some things that still need explaining. Um, and, and a thing really close to my heart is, is energy independence. We scuppered Marston Point um, on, on, on the basis of, well, net, I could net never, zero. Um, I could never figure that out. You, you cannot transition an economy in, in five minutes just because you want to, based on dogma. There's, you know, there's away that. From fossil fuels. But would you ever let go an obvious strategic asset? Of course, of course. I, I mean, you know, forget all the rest. Um, you need to kind of future-proof the situation. You see, I almost see that as a treasonous act because... I've heard that and said a lot, yeah. I mean, that might be a bit hyperbolic, a bit emotional, but, okay, what happens when the ship doesn't turn up? Well, that's that's happened in Australia. There was a, um, a ship got turned around and diverted to the UK because it was offered more money to do so, carrying... You know, masses of crude oil. And in a tight world economy, mm. you know, the highest bidder. The other thing is, I believe, I haven't seen it firsthand, but I've heard plenty of people talking about it, that um, it was not left in any condition to reinstate. Yeah, I, I understand that it was basically scuppered. Yeah, so, you know, you've, you've, you've ripped the rug right out from underneath and... You know that. <laughs> so this is ideology. I mean, you'd only do that the if you're, if you're paid for the bloody thing in the mm. first place for good reason. Gosh, right. our forefathers were smart. Mm. See, we, we've got perfectly good oil, um, and it's good quality, but a lot of it's sold overseas. Yeah, but we need the refinery to make our diesel and to deal with the, you know, the heavy, the heavy sour crude stuff. 
um, that comes in on the on the tankers. So there's no one really thinking of well, we're not thinking of us, are we? In all of this, no, no one. Well, really... it doesn't seem like our government is. Well, know, not our government. We're left to think for ourselves, and and what we want to do, of course, is to make sure that people. Um, you know, that it's not too late, that we don't wake up and realise what's been done to us when it's too late. To how long have we up. got, in oh, your I mind, know. before this? Uh, how, how many rolls of the dice at trying to get it right do we have, do you think? Well, as, you know, there's obviously a very important election coming up. I would say it's probably been, it will be the most important election in our in our history. Really? Um, yep. Uh, it's still possible that, um, you know, under the... The rules that we are signing up to quietly, without most people being aware, I want to talk that would allow that. the WHO to declare a pandemic. You know, it's still possible that we might not have an election. I think there's a small chance of that. It's not really big at this stage. Well, it'll but, be interrupted by. Well, we're being promised another, another pandemic. Promised. <laughs> um, and and you know the, the the signs are there. Do you think the country could take that? Well, it'll. It, it, it'll have to take it, but well, well, how, how it'll respond. Well, knows? that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, you know, what we know now, I don't know how many people have woken up, but um, would they? Would would Kiwis buy it? I would hope not. And I, I think more and more people are waking up. It's hard to put an exact number, but certainly in conversations I have, um, you know, if it wasn't, um, it wasn't COVID and, and, and the jab and things. It's certainly been three waters. It's been what, what's been happening to our food, uh, what they're doing to farming. Um, because, I mean, our farming's been under assault yes. l- long before the, the, um, the cyclone came through. Um, and the, the forced planting of pine forests, so much of which was responsible for the devastation in Hawke's Bay, of course. Yeah, yeah. All the pine slash. The slash. Yeah. Um, that we used to burn, but then... You know, you can't burn it now, right? That's right. And I think that was, that was the Greens, actually, that, that drove that one through. So, of course, the, the milling company is just going to leave it where it lies if they don't have to do anything with it. Uh, and it clogged up all the rivers. Okay, so we do, do you still have faith in the political system? Uh, well, I do. Um, and I've put my money where, I, where my mouth is oh, because yeah. um, I'm pleased to be selected as a candidate for Democracy NZ. So this is Matt King's party, who I mentioned yep. before. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, I look around and I say, okay, who, you know, who's going to tell the truth, uh, and who, you know, who can go into this election? Um, it's always easy for new parties because they haven't shown the compromise and the and the, um, you know, all the other things that that, that can happen. Um, but but who is going in on very solid moral high ground around issues of human rights and freedom? So at the core of uh, their policy, and I will now say mine, mm. um, is establishing the Bill of Rights, which really covers everything, um, but as a rock-solid, legally secure foundation for really how all policy then is formulated and delivered. Yeah, uh, that, that's... <laughs> really I mean, you, ha- you should read it. Been, when you read it, it's all there. It's, it's, but it's it hasn't there. been worth, some would say, the paper it's written on. Well, you know, several high-profile court challenges um, have proved that, that uh, if the government can make a strong enough case that this is a severe emergency uh, and there's absolute panic, then the Bill of Rights can be, temporarily at least, suspended. Hmm. Um, but we've been here before. And, and this was done all the way through the 20th century. Um, you know, the excuse for, for 
dealing with public health emergencies was the one that then saw very important legislation sidelined. Um, happened in, in Nazi Germany, and, and it's and it's happening here. So we need to recover, um, you know, some kind of foundational bottom line, um, you know, guaranteed protection of the human rights for the citizens um, that will not be subject to some arbitrary, politically driven, um, justified limitation, which is the the, the legal term. Um, so we can be, you know, locked in our own homes and forced out of our jobs. Uh, and essentially segregated, hmm. um, because the world said never again in 1947, <laughs> yeah, six and right. seven after Nuremberg, <laughs> and, and and you know good people got together and and thought they'd come up with a with a document that was then um, you know refined and strengthened over the next decades, um, but it seems never again is is right now. So you're up for that? Yes, I am. I am. I'm, I'm excited at the idea that, um, you see, our institutions are fine, you know, in, in, in principle and, and the way they've worked largely for most people um, has given us a sort of transparent system, uh, you know, more or less with some exceptions. Um, that's been my perception anyway. Um, that has worked and, and has allowed us to claim that we are, a, a you know, a modern, healthy yeah. democracy and, and, you know, MMP was a was a step forward. Um, of course, thanks to COVID and thanks to a very smart marketing campaign before COVID, obviously, um, that brought our previous prime minister in. Um, you know, we, we're, we're now dealing with a, with a majority. Hmm. Um, essentially, they've got the numbers to pretty much do what they want. Uh, and they've got a parliament that, to my mind, suffered a kind of Stockholm syndrome during COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, they were all similarly scared witless, were made to be scared witless by what they were told, uh, and they were they were you know given this this once in a lifetime opportunity and authority to to you know be seen to protect the public. They just had to do what the public health people yeah. said. Yeah. Um, but in fact, not even the government did what the public health people said, um, because other things that have come out uh, show that that for all this, well, everything we've done has been guided by our science mm -hmm. advice. Actually, they chose to ignore very important bits of it along the way, um, including, as it turns out, in 2021, when the technical advisory group advised the government that actually there was some concern around myocarditis in younger people, uh, and that, in fact, the recommendation should be only one dose for the um, 11 to 17-year-olds um, or teens. Um, and that not only that, um, they shouldn't be um, mandated and they shouldn't have a vaccine pass or their ability to... to take part in their lives um, affected if they only had one jab. And the government chose to ignore both of those um, and made it a two-dose uh, regime. Who made that decision? Individual, do we know? Uh, well, it, it, it would fall on Ashley Bloomfield um, because he was on the government side of, but, but of, of all this. The, the, but it, would, but it would have been a cabinet, the, cabinet level, but he would have advised the cabinet. And, and so that, that would have been the prime minister in the cabinet. Yeah, something doesn't compute there for me. Why no. you'd be so so willing again? You know, we're getting back to protecting the most vulnerable, the young people. Um, you know, that doesn't compute for me. I, I don't understand. Even if you had, you know, someone who you know, like Sir Ashley, telling you this, that wouldn't be enough for me. No, well, well, nor, nor us either. But it speaks to the the loss of independence 
I think that um, a role like the Director of General of Health um, ought to still maintain, or right, it's a government position, uh, and he's a bureaucrat, you know, but he's still a doctor, and there's still that fiduciary obligation that is, is unique to medicine, because when people are sick or scared, vulnerable, you know, they, they, they're disempowered, and, and this, this fiduciary, this extra duty of care that you have um, in terms of the power of your words and your advice uh, you know, is very precious. And that's been lost as well. So we now have the government sitting in the consultation room. I like to think, you know, the government's glaring at both the doctor and the patient, um, you know, and dictating uh, what can and can't happen, certainly in terms of, of, of informed consent. Um, and, and the sidelining of that is, is you know, as bad as um, I talked about the, you know, the, the, the line crossed um, with pregnancy and, and, and with children. Um, but essentially telling doctors that you can only um, promote the vaccine. And of course, it's not working like a vaccine should because it doesn't stop transmission or, or prevent mm. infection. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're not allowed to, to actually give balanced and, and uh, you know, cautious advice. You can only say good things. Um, or you'll lose your job and your career. And so effectively, they've sidelined most doctors, you know, using the, the, the carrot and the stick. You know, and the stick is that if you... Well, you've experienced If you stick that. your head up... You know that. Um, yeah, but, you know, I'm not the only one. No, um, I know, but you're, you're first-hand, you know, you, you know what you're talking about there. Um, he's now a sir. I mean, big deal. Okay. But, you know, he's... In our faces being promoted, let's say, Ashley Bloomfield... And the guy who would have signed off on that decision is the Prime Minister. Hello? Mm. Well, in fact, our Prime Minister at the moment was the COVID response minister. That's what I'm for, talking about. For most of all this. And Chippy's like, oh, isn't he a nice man? Oh, he talks so lovely. He looks so nice. I mean, come on. And, I, and this is the thing I was going to say. Yeah, it's unfortunate that New Zealanders, a lot of them have been duped, and, and I agree with you. They'll find out in time they will. But too bad if you're that dumb. Look, I, it, it's not a matter of being dumb, Paul. You know, it, it isn't. As you say, some very smart if, people If you're going to go off still, and vote for Jacinda and put her in and give her all the power because you think she's done such a good, wonderful job, get real. But but in the past, Paul, it, it, it wouldn't have mattered too much if we'd done that, because there were there are mechanisms for defending us, you know, a parliamentary opposition and institutions that have mandates to, you know, protect and defend the public interest. Um, but all of those have disappeared. So that's how it seems to happen. So they didn't stand a chance in figuring things out or filtering well, it, through. It, or... It, it doesn't look like it. But, but I you know, you can't blame people for being tricked. I don't want to you, sound you too blamey. But Very smart people. But we tricked. get the government that we deserve. It's an old saying, right? Mm. By the interest we show. Yeah. 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 yeah but now, here's, that's an interesting thing. Very smart people. I've been wrestling with this EQ, IQ thing. It seems to me, and, uh, you know, I used to watch uh, the guy Scott Adams, the, the Dilbert mm -hmm. cartoon guy. Mm. And, and he got a bit ridiculous for me, and I, and I went off him probably about a year ago or six months ago. But now I'm interested in him again. because well, he, he saw the light, didn't he? He came back, and mm. and he was hardcore. 
he thought we were crazy. Mm. And um, he came back and he, and, he, and he, I don't know if he, I wouldn't have chosen these words, but he said, you won, you've won, you've won. Now, I don't want to see it like winning and losing, mm. but he kind of had a point. Mm. Yep. Look, <laughs> very smart people tend to have responsible jobs. Yeah. Um, and they have, um, you know, authority and, 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 and power. But the, you know, the, the shame that they would experience if they admit they're wrong yeah. um, is probably higher and maybe would be harder for them to bear. So they've got more to lose by allowing themselves to, to, you know, admit they were wrong or see the truth or whatever. Right. Um, and we all have very powerful mechanisms that, that will defend, you know, defend our egos, defend our, uh, well, it's just there to keep us safe, really. Yeah. Um, so, so it does come down to being shamed in front of your, your, your peers. You know, we'll go to the ends of the earth. So if you've got to, less to lose, you're more likely yeah, look, 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 to mate. feel more freedom to, to yeah, look, 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 maybe, expansively but, think. But also if you're smarter, you can construct more elaborate you know, right. reasons to hang on to what you thought hmm. um, in, in the face of blindingly obvious yep. facts that, that prove you wrong. And this is what the, the whole cognitive dissonance thing is about you know you're presented with two alternative scenarios and you've got to choose one or your brain explodes and yeah. then having chosen one you <laughs> then seen a few exploding <laughs> brains over the time but but you you then you know construct this sort of narrative about why it's right yeah and and, and it can be you know very clever and very elaborate um, especially if you're very smart long so, COVID is that one uh, it's a it's a great example. Um, because most of our people who've had COVID have had it after the vaccines, yeah, uh, after they were vaccinated. Um, so we're a good sort of test case of that, really. Um, but certainly vaccine injury is, is it's a disaster, and it's a very complex and difficult um, it's multi- presentation and, and very difficult to treat. I know people with multiple problems, not just one or two. There's mm. a, like a main one, but there are multiple issues yeah so but i I don't i can't get into that no no i know that i'm not a practicing doctor i don't have a certificate at the moment but when you say it's complicated that's Mm. that's what that's what i thought of let's then but it was uh, always going to be paul it was always going to be because of the design of you know because of this platform because of the way the way it worked yeah and i understand that okay so you must with, with the connections you have you've been doing what you're doing for a long time um, up till recently anyway, you must hear from people. They probably don't want to ad- identify themselves. You might not want to, want to even answer this, and that would be fair enough. But you, if this is a thing, and I think it's a thing, I think it's more likely it's a thing than not. Um, if this is a thing, you'll be hearing things from former colleagues and people uh, you know, mm-hmm. in, in your profession. There'll be people connected with um you know, hospital medicine, ambulance drivers and teams, fire people as first responders, even police, um, anyone who works in an accident, an emergency clinic in, in the hospitals or around town will, if there's a thing, they'll they'll notice it. And if that all-cause all mortality is at the X factor that you've been talking about, they, they know something's up. Do we know... You know, are they talking amongst themselves? Are they are they acknowledging this? Because we'll never hear. No, well, well, we are hearing. You know, we're hearing enough to be able to 
this is another piece of the jigsaw. You know, if 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 there's lots of problems from this vaccine, then it's going to be seen in in, in not just in people's lives, but in general practice and in mm. the hospitals. Yeah, general um, practice. I should have mentioned yeah. as well. And and by by all accounts, um, that this is actually happening. This is happening. But we also know that there's, uh, you know, that there's there's lots of fear and and probably bullying, and lots of pressure from within the DHBs um, to, to to keep quiet. Hmm. Um, people do tell us stuff, uh, and they tell us hair raising stuff. But usually they they say, "Well, I'm telling you what's happening because I want you to know, uh, and you guys need to keep on doing what you're doing." Um, but but you can't you can't make this public because they'll know who told you. Or um, look, you can say this, uh, but you can't use my name. Yeah, um, and that's understandable. And it all comes down to the to the the chilling effect that this guidance that the medical council put out. Um, you know, they called it a guidance, but you know, which is just a bit of legal sort of um, protection. Sound, sound more like orders. Yeah. And, 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 well, they've certainly gone after people who were disobedient to the guidance. Naughty. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we all know that the hospital waiting lists um, are, are, are blown out. Waiting times are just ridiculous. You know, eight, nine hours. Is, is or, or even longer, and we're in summer. You know, it's traditionally the quietest yeah. time when people don't get infectious disease, but the hospitals are full of people with infections that they're not able to deal with, um, and that they would normally maybe brush off. Um, and we haven't even got to winter yet. Um, we've had many patients and some doctors confirming that, you know, somebody might be told to their face, "Yes, look, we think this is the vaccine or vaccine injury," um, but it's not written down. Or the person's told we can't write this down because we'll lose our jobs, um, and in fact, there's many there's many cases of that in, in the citizens database, which is this sort of collection of, of people who've died very close to vaccination. Right. That, that's in it's over 600 people hmm. now um, who we're aware of. That doesn't mean that's all there is, and it doesn't mean that all those people either no they did die from the yeah, vaccine, yeah. but um, every single one of them should have been properly investigated mm. because we're in a clinical trial. And normally would have been under any other circumstance, I yeah, would imagine. Uh, but but there, there isn't really, a, you know, a norm that we can point to. Well, if where, there was an air this, accident... This many people have been given... Of an A380 with 600 people that crashed, they'd do an investigation into it. Yeah, of course they would. Yep. Yep. Boy, would they? They'd probably ground the fleet until they knew. Well, they would. They'd it's happened before. Why, why it was so overfilled if there were 600 people. I know they, they can get 800 in those things. Can they? That's the double-decker one. Oh, that's true. But, you know, that's happened before. I'm just using that as an analogy. Yeah. Would, and the public would want it. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that people die every day. Uh, and so, you know, if you've got two, three, four more people daily dying from the vaccine uh, and you're just looking at the, at the raw numbers, then there might not be a problem. The problem is those, those total numbers now are bigger than they've ever been. Hmm. Um, will they grow? Uh, What's your gut? I, I'm afraid they probably will, but um, you know th- those people who are destined, if they are, to die following vaccination, um, will will die, and everybody else will be fine. But are they actually fine? Because th- there's an assumption that um, you know it's a very binary thing, and you're either absolutely fine with the vaccine, or it'll kill you. And in fact, the German Minister of Health has just come out, and 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 he said. You know, they've acknowledged that, that they're thinking, look, it's about one in 10,000. I saw that. People die. Um, he's probably wrong by a factor of 10, potentially. Mm. But at least that's an acknowledgement. You know, and one in 10,000 death rate, um, you know, for a vaccine for something that's, that's really just a cold now. Across 20 million doses. It's absolutely unacceptable. Mm. It's intolerable. 
you know, what are we even thinking if, if, it's, if it's that few? But that's actually a lot in context. Yeah. Do we have, because this is where I'm going, do we have, as a small country, the, just the infrastructure and capacity in the health system to deal with what could be, worst case, let's say, a tsunami of complicated, grinding medical conditions that never stop? Mm. Well, certainly we don't at the moment. We, we don't have the staff for a start because um, there's been lots of sickness, people off sick, uh, and lots of people have left. And, of course, there have been the mandated people. Why don't many, they ever let them I back? They're, they're fit as a butt but rack. Why do because, they hold because, out on that one? Because they will not acknowledge, they will not accept that the dogma was, was wrong. But everyone else has said, come back, come back. Yep. You know, un- unvaccinated airline pilots are the most in demand in the world. Mm. But yet, right where it counts, I, I accept your answer, but i still got to say it, right where it counts, it's like the, on another planet. Well, there are hundreds and hundreds of, of, you know, skilled and experienced nurses twiddling their thumbs, you know, looking for other work who are not allowed back in the public sector, certainly. Um, and yet they're calling for people from overseas. That's mm. fine. But don't you look after your own first? Isn't that the whole point? You get your, your own house, your own bedroom tidy first? Well, it's another, it's another pointer to this, this being something bigger than us. You know, if such a sort of blatant um, discriminatory uh, and, and in the face of all logic and common sense, um, you know, policy point is still being driven, then we've got to ask what the hell's going on. Hmm. You know, it, it just seems destructive. Is this the point? Is this the agenda to actually destroy our public health system? I don't know. Um, but you've got to wonder. It's certainly... There are actions that would suggest that, that at least you could consider it. Well, I, I think the age of COVID's taught us one thing, and that is that we have to consider the, you know, the, the preposterous or the things that we never would have We're forced into before. it. We're forced to do it, aren't yep. we? Well, well, we are. You know, you look around, what explanation... Um, Explains, you know, most of the most of the facts that you're absolutely sure of. You know, the mm. things you can prove, the things that you see happening with your own eyes. There's an explanation somewhere. Uh, I mean, this is the Occam's razor thing. You know, mm. you, you once you've excluded, um, you know, the easy or the obvious explanations, what you're left with, however unpalatable, mm. um, you know, is the truth. Um, as it has personally affected you, I mean, you, you can't give out advice. You, you're sort of in a no-man's land by the sounds of things uh, in terms of your professional life. Um, I did read that you were successful with a case, but it was, um, tell me if I'm, mm. I've got it wrong, no. immediately uh, appealed again to sort of like put the brakes on again for you. So where, where are you at? Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm not working as a doctor. Uh, I, I did win my appeal against being suspended by the medical council. Uh, in the district court, uh, fairly convincingly, actually. And within a week, the medical council had... They resolved to resuspend me, knowing that my um, practicing certificate was going to be lapse, lapsing shortly and I'd need to reapply. Um, but because the GP college very early on had removed my fellowship, they'd sort of stripped that away, um, even before the medical council suspended me, actually, um, I have to reapply under what's called general registration, which means I'd need an overseer that was, um, you know, suitable for the the, the medical council. 
um, and, and things. So I, I saw that there'd be, you know, obvious and easy roadblocks that they could put in the way. And frankly, I've been far too busy. Yeah. Um, to 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 worry about it. And um, have you kissed? Be have you on, kissed on, that goodbye? Uh, no, I haven't. It's it's you know I've been a doctor for thirty seven years. It's mm. it's what I do. It's who I am. Um, and, and it is, it feels like having an arm cut off, actually not being able to do that work. Um, but I'm I'm doing my best to help you know help people in other ways. And if I can alert people to the you know the tragedy in our midst, um, even if I end up being further prosecuted or persecuted for encouraging vaccine hesitancy which I always thought was a human right, actually, the you know, ability to make your own health decisions it's another and, till. and to be in charge of your Isn't own it? body. It's another till, mm. you know, encouraging vaccine hesitancy. And it was never a deal before. No, this. that's right. So, sorry. Mm. No, you're absolutely right. Um, but th- this is why I think it's, it's really important that we try and, um, you know, get ourselves into um, positions where we can represent the people. Um, and I'm, you know, looking at a, 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 a yeah, making a bid for in, in, in politics with Democracy NZ. Um, and I'm, I, I can't wait to be able to ask questions and find out what we can find out. Um, and, and, you know, we, we I, I think we can be a, a, a touchstone for, you know, everybody who thinks this country is going in the wrong direction. And that's that's actually the majority of people. It is. Um, by a recent um, poll, I think, hmm. you know, and that's that's shocking, um, and, and the extent to which it's going in the wrong direction, you could, I guess, you could argue about. Um, but when we look at all the separate strands um, that are, that are starting to impinge on our lives and how they're likely to be, um, with with very little public debate, um, well, there's one common theme, and that is, it seems to me, that it it is all about deconstructing, pulling things apart. Things that make a solid base to a, well, hopefully a first world country, reliable institutions, healthy families, healthy lives. Mm. Um, all that seems to be being picked apart. It, it, it does feel like we're under assault. And yes, I think there's some really destructive instincts coming from somewhere. Um, and because we've never really been invaded, we've never had to fight off invaders you know at, hmm. at, at our border um we're not in that mindset of, of we, we haven't seen it, we haven't seen it coming and because yeah, we've seen it coming, yeah. i think the whole thing was very slick and there's obviously been pre-planning i mean there just has no there, ha- um, there has to be mm. um and, and there's an accelerating time, by geniuses <laughs> oh you've been you've genius got, level yeah you've got to be smart I guess, to, to achieve what they've achieved. But there's an accelerating timetable, and this is what I'd want people to understand. The pace is picking up. I think so. I think so. Oh, WHO, before we mm. finish up. Because, okay. a, again, that's... Oh, you're down another rabbit hole when, if you mention that. But I've seen video of, of Sir Ashley representing us at this... Yeah. Well, he came from the WHO in the first yeah, place. Well, no, I've since fought, And he's just spent a couple of weeks in, in New York... Um, plumping up the um, the latest version of what are called the international health regulations, um, which member countries are bound by. So it allows Tedros to just declare unilaterally a, a public health emergency and in some be, country or other. And that could be anything, right? Well, it can be. Yeah, it can be, you know, like Harburg or, or... Depression. Um, or climate. Or climate. See, this is or the, you know, climate. So now climate's being made a health issue. Yeah. Um, and so if, 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 if he can say to New Zealand, well... You know, you're suffering from the climate. Uh, you've got to do X, Y, and Z. 
we actually have to follow. Yeah. Uh, and most people don't know that these agreements have been signed no, in I, our name. No, I've picked that up too. So, I, you know, I, I will be very passionate about, about putting, you know, putting pressure to get ourselves out from underneath these sort of supranational institutions that make decisions uh, without us, our, our consent or even knowledge. Because we don't have to go along with them, do we? We could just say, go stick it up wherever. Yeah, they, they would. I mean, it know, might not be a good look, but, you know, what are they going to do? Well, they, they would probably find a way of trying to punish us, but we're pretty resilient and, and you know, we, we're self-sufficient in, in all sorts of things. Yeah. We can be self-sufficient in our own money too. Um, so, you know, they would not want us to do that because we'd set an example that other countries might follow. But I think they're already, you know, me, me, some member nations, particularly African countries, are very unhappy about the implications of what they see happening. Um, and it's already advanced. You know, we're hearing stories of, uh, well, not just stories. It is true that cities here have signed up to be 15-minute cities. Yeah, yeah. And, and people think, oh, well, I don't know what that is, but it sounds like it's got to be a good thing if it helps the climate. Well, yeah. it's not going to be a good thing at all. Yeah, wait till you... you know, you're going to get locked down in yeah. your own cities. People won't like that, though, will they? That, that's... Well, well, no, but they need to not like it now. Yeah, before it's too late. So, yeah. you know, we need to find a way of telling people what's happening. Um, and, and, you know, saying, well, you know, the WHO, that's a rabbit hole. It's like saying oxygen's a rabbit hole. Hmm. <laughs> no, You're not down in that oxygen it, rabbit it hole again, is. are you? That's right. It, <laughs> it, it just is. This is, you know, these are in, international regulations and, yeah. and treaties and laws that, that we don't know anything about, but make us completely beholden. It's so good catching up with you again, I've got to say. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I'm still upright and breathing. So, you are, um, so am I. I've had my issues as well, yep. but I'm feeling good. And you're looking great. Thank you. <laughs> Coming from... Someone who should know. That's that's really cool. Um, and it, it was amazing that what happened last time we talked. Um, who knows what ha- happens this time, but I think it was good to follow up. Definitely. Thanks for having me. No, it's been, it's been good, and we should um, hopefully do this again. And I think there's going to be a lot to talk about um, for you and your guys, and I'm sure you're going to be very busy. We are going to be busy, and um, you're going to be busy too because um, you've got an election campaign. Coming yeah, up. it's a whole new thing, but it's 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 fascinating and really exciting. Well, good uh, luck and, and a lot to learn. Good luck, thank you. And um, if you if you're having a meeting in the area, um, uh, I'd, I'd like to come along and see what it's all about. I mean, I know what you think, kind of, but I'd like to see you in action. Last time I saw you in action, you were playing a musical instrument at a Bee Gees music oh, great concert. Gig. Did at, you come to that? I went to that and um, I loved it. Boy, their music's great, eh? What's oh, it like to play? Absolutely timeless. Great fun. Great fun. Yeah, that was that was a really superb evening. That, that uh, I, I like the Bee Gees music, and I'm an old radio DJ, so I played all the songs. And I thought, oh, this, yeah, but I was I was surprised. I thought it was great. Well, there's a couple more shows in that vein this year, I think, planned for one. Oh, good. I'll put my hand up for them. All right. Matt Shelton, great to see you again and all the best for what's about to come, your next activity in the arena of politics. Many thanks, Paul.